0: If you like what you hear today, please subscribe to our podcast and join us every month at SoundBites for more insights on understanding, managing, and thriving with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis.
1: My name is Corinne Pettit, and I'm here today to talk about scalp psoriasis with internationally recognized dermatologist Dr. Jerry Bagel from the Psoriasis Treatment Center of Central New Jersey at Windsor Dermatology. Dr. Bagel is a past sympia of MPF's Outstanding Physician-Clinician Award for his dedication to serving people diagnosed with psoriatic disease. He currently serves on the board of the National Psoriasis Foundation and is a member of the Outreach Committee. Dr. Bagel is actively involved in clinical research related to treatment of psoriasis and is a frequent speaker for both patients and professional education events around the world. So welcome, Dr. Bagel. It really is an honor to have you on Soundbites today. So we all know that scalp psoriasis is very prevalent and affects about 60% of people with psoriatic disease. In fact, how to treat scalp psoriasis is one of the frequent questions the Foundation receives through our Patient Navigation Center. It can be challenging and frustrating to treat. So to start today's discussion, can you please identify what areas, in addition to the scalp, are typically affected and what are the characteristics of scalp
2: psoriasis? I think one of the most significant characteristics of scalp psoriasis is that it itches and it keeps people awake at night and they scratch and they make it worse because of the kebnerization effect where trauma induces more psoriasis. But they can't help it because it itches. And not only does it itch, it keeps them awake. And by keeping them awake, they're tired when they go to work and they have to go to work so it increases the amount of presenteeism that they have at work. So it really is more than just the physical appearance of scalp psoriasis but it's also the emotional aspect that it has on an individual. Having said that, there is still the physical component. It's scaly. It's red. It's sometimes oozy. Sometimes people can lose some hair associated with it. But I think from a very practical perspective, people, women in particular, will never wear a black dress. Men will never wear a navy blue dress jacket because of all the flaking that occurs on their clothing. So there are behavioral patterns that have to change when people have scalp psoriasis.
1: So you mentioned itching and flaking. What treatment options do you recommend to counter those symptoms?
2: Well, initially for itching and flaking, or for psoriasis of the scalp, we can use some topical steroids. Topical steroids can be effective occasionally in the treatment of scalp psoriasis. We can use them overnight. There are foams. There are solutions. There's combination treatments of vitamin D and topical steroids that one can use. There's an effective treatment using peanut oil and cortisone that can be put on at night under occlusion and then in the morning you can wash it out with either a sal salicylic acid shampoo or a tar shampoo but as you can see from what i'm saying it's kind of laborious and as opposed to putting topical steroids or topical lotions or creams on your skin When you have to put it into your scalp, remember, this is not a scalp. This is not a hair product. This is to get into the scalp. And that makes it much more difficult than it would be to just put it on the regular skin. And people have a rough time with compliance. And even if they're doing well, it's difficult for them to continue the treatment on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, absolutely. The hair can pose a big problem. So on that topic, what's the most effective way to remove plaques from the scalp?
2: Well. Most importantly, removing plaques from the scalp is not to be aggressive, not to be traumatic, because as I mentioned before, trauma induces more scalp psoriasis, induces more psoriasis. So if you're going to try to remove scalp psoriasis, it's probably best either to use lukewarm water and let it soak for about 10 minutes, or one could use olive oil, or mineral oil, but you could imagine how difficult that's gonna get to get out of your hair. So it's a difficult process in getting rid of scale. Uh, I think it's more important to use the right treatment to minimize the scale and the psoriasis. And what I like to use is either salicylic acid products to get rid of the scale, because if you don't get rid of the scale, whatever medication you're gonna put on the scalp will probably not penetrate into the skin and be effective in eradicating the psoriasis.
1: And is salicylic acid available over-the-counter or is that a prescription?
2: Salicylic acid is available over-the-counter. There are prescriptions that can be written as well, but you can get salicylic acid over-the-counter in a 2 or
1: 3%. So you mentioned peanut oil or some mineral oil. Are there other over-the-counter options available?
2: Well, olive oil can also be used, and olive oil can be effective in helping loosen up the scale on the the scalp.
1: And can you provide some examples of prescription topicals used to treat scalp psoriasis?
2: So it depends on the individual and their type of hair of what they feel is best for them to work and also to get out of their scalp. Basically, there's various strengths of topical steroids that one can use. I mean, going up to super potent topical steroids like clobetazole, which comes in various types of vehicles, and that can be used for two to four weeks. Also, there's, as I mentioned, combination therapies, which has calcipitriol, and beta together that can be utilized at night. So remember, you're probably only going to be able to use these products once a day, typically at night, because you're going to want to wash it out in the morning before you go to work or go to school. So various strengths, you can start using them, a high strength, and then if you're better, you can go to a medium potency. Usually what I do is, I have my patients use super potent topical steroids for like two weeks. And then if they're doing better, go to every other night and then to taper down to the frequency that keeps them under control so that they don't have to be utilizing these treatments on a daily basis.
1: Great. And do you have any tips on what you give your patients and how to apply it to their scalp?
2: Well, you know, I I, tell my patients that they need to part their hair and try to get the medication directly into the areas of their psoriasis
1: and at what point would you change from another form of treatment
2: one could use eczema laser which is a phototherapy narrowband UVB I find it more or less effective I'm not all that crazy about it some people are more uh, excited about the efficacy of eczema laser than I am what I usually see is the following a patient comes to me and they have a bag of products some are over-the-counter some are prescription. I open them, some of them they've used, some of them they haven't even opened, and they say nothing works. They're frustrated. And they've already been to two or three dermatologists, and they've had multiple treatments with various topical therapy. There's Psoriasis in their scalp could be 30 to 50 to 70% of their scalp, they're itching, nothing's working. They may have psoriasis on the rest of their body, they may not. But to them, this amount of psoriasis is really severe and affecting their quality of life. And at that point in time, I do offer them biologic therapy because I think biologic therapy is much more effective than topical therapy, especially in people that have proven to be recalcitrant to either the treatment not working or them not being compliant with the treatment.
1: Yeah, that's a great point. On the topic of biologics, what percentage of improvement and how quickly can you expect to see a response with biologics for scalp psoriasis?
2: Many biologics have been tested specifically in scalp psoriasis. And depending upon the biologic agent, Within 12 weeks, you could see between 70 and 92% improvement. So, between 70 and 92% improvement within 12 weeks. So, and that's with utilizing biologic agents without any topical steroids, without any topical treatment at all, because that's how the clinical trials were designed.
1: That's pretty amazing. So as you know, biologics are usually for those with moderate to severe psoriasis. So if psoriasis isn't present anywhere else in the body, is it possible to receive approval for just treating scalp psoriasis?
2: Yes, I've been able to get patients approved for scalp psoriasis, just like I've been able to get biologics approved for people that have palmar plantar psoriasis, which by definition could be 5% body surface area or 2% body surface area if it's extensive in the hands. So yes, I've been able to get biologic therapy approved for people that have psoriasis in their scalp that's significant, that has not responded to topical therapy.
1: So one treatment we haven't talked about yet is oral treatments. I've heard that apremilast, or better known as Otesla, is in clinical trials seeking a label to update for scalp psoriasis. Can you provide an update on the results found to date? Yes. Uh, and in fact,
2: in the initial evaluation of Otesla, there was data that showed that there was about a 50 to 55% improvement within 16 weeks of utilizing Otesla. So For some people, that is a pretty good option in between topical therapy and jumping to a biologic agent. But again, you're dealing with 50 to 55% compared to some biologic agents that are gonna give you 92%. So you have to measure that risk-benefit ratio with the individual and see what they're willing to accept.
1: So we talked about treatments. Are there any cautions to keep in mind when treating scalp psoriasis?
2: I would not use super potent topical steroids for prolonged period of time because you could get skin atrophy. If you're using biologic agents, you have to be aware of increased risk of infections. You have to monitor your patients appropriately. You have to screen your patients appropriately, just like you would for any other patient with moderate to severe psoriasis. I think you have to be cautious about not being non-traumatic to the scalp because that can induce more psoriasis. And I also think sometimes you have to make sure that it is psoriasis and not something else like a fungal infection or seborrheic dermatitis or atopic dermatitis to make sure you're treating the right disorder.
1: That's an important point. So earlier in the discussion, you mentioned hair loss. Is there any way to avoid that?
2: I think the best way to avoid hair loss is to treat more aggressively. And sometimes I can use, we didn't talk about this yet, but We can use intralesional catalog, where we can do injections of four milligram per mil of cortisone right into the scalp. It doesn't hurt as much as you might think. And people can, especially in the areas of hair loss, that could be a much more, a quicker way than waiting for topical therapy or even for a biologic agent to kick in. Oh, that's good to know. But I've also, it's rare that I've seen scarring alopecia. What I mean by that is irreversible hair loss from psoriasis. I've almost always seen that it returns, that the hair returns when the psoriasis is treated appropriately.
1: Well, that's hopeful and it's good to know that there's some quick fixes per se if need be. So one question we get asked a lot is if it's okay to use Rogaine or to dye your hair when you have scalp psoriasis.
2: It is okay to use Rogaine or dye your hair when you have scalp psoriasis. i The only thing I worry about is if it irritates. I mean, you're gonna know that. I mean, if it's an irritation because your scalp is more open, it's not as protective of the like normal skin, so it could irritate. And that would be the rate limiting factor.
1: So with the use of dyes or Rogaine, are there any bad interactions with the treatments?
2: Right, so I think what you have to remember with, not with hair dye, because hair dye you're doing it infrequently. But with Rogaine, you're probably putting it on twice a day. So if you're using a topical therapy and you're using Rogaine, you're going to have to like separate the time frame between one and the other so that you don't mix them together and you might inactivate the two. So you would probably put one on and then wait 20 minutes and put the other on.
1: Great. Perfect. So what final tips or recommendations would you like to pass along to our listeners who have scalp psoriasis?
2: Well, I think it's reasonable to start If you have mild scalp psoriasis that isn't too thick to work with topical therapy but if your scalp psoriasis is really thick and it has a lot of scale and it's extensive it's very unlikely that a topical therapy is going to work because it's just not going to penetrate through the skin enough to give you Benefit, You could try it for a short period of time, but you're probably going to be, and I'll say this, banging your head against the wall. And that's going to make your psoriasis even worse. So I think that you have to really speak with your dermatologist about what is the likelihood of a topical therapy working in your individual case, and how long should you wait before you see a significant improvement? Because really, if you don't see a significant improvement within two to four weeks of a topical therapy, and you can't maintain that benefit, then I think you need to be more aggressive.
1: Well, thank you, Dr. Bagel, for your time and insights on scalp psoriasis today.
2: I appreciate you asking me the questions.
1: Thank you for listening to Soundbites today. The MPF recognizes that managing scalp psoriasis can be a challenge. Plaques on the scalp may be itchy, flaky, and hard to treat. That's why we developed a new Scalp Psoriasis Quick Guide to provide information about treatment options, ways to manage itch, and how to care for your hair. Contact the Foundation's Patient Navigation Center at 1-800-723-9166, option 1 or by email at education at psoriasis.org to receive a free scalp psoriasis quick guide. You can also check the National Psoriasis Foundation's Seal of Recognition program at psoriasis.org forward slash seal for a list of over-the-counter products, including those for scalp psoriasis, that have been created or intended to be non-irritating and safe for people with psoriasis, psoriatic arthritis, and or individuals living with severe sensitive skin or joint mobility limitations.
0: We hope you enjoyed this episode of Sound Bites for people with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis. If you or someone you love has ever struggled with psoriatic disease, our hope is that through this series, you'll gain information to help you lead a healthier life and inspire you to look to the future. Please join us in a couple weeks for another inspiring podcast. You can find this or all future episodes of Sound Bites on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and the National Psoriasis Foundation webpage. To learn more about this topic or others, please visit psoriasis.org or contact us with your questions or comments by email at podcast at psoriasis.org.